Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, it's Johnny Coventry, and once again we uh, give our best to the calves of Paul Tonkinson and welcome a friend of the show in his place. Welcome back, and Lieutenant. Hello, Rob Deering. Hi, I just saying that we didn't, I didn't know whether we should share this with you, but last time Edna was on, um, we both just ran off like ran off like rats out of a trap. Yeah. So uh, today we're definitely taking it slower. This is the moment now to not let that get. That's Get right. ahead of ourselves. It mustn't happen, particularly yeah. as we're starting. We're on Hackney Marshes, and we're literally starting on the start line of the park run. Yeah. So it would be very easy to run it. Uh, uh, as close as we could get to sub 20 minute pace, <laughs> and that would make the conversation more <laughs> like this. But um, you know, me yeah. and Paul did once podcast Hackney Marshes park run, and we let's get on here. Oh yeah. And we were um, we were. Uh, I mean, we must have been pretty fit at the time. We were certainly pretty annoying. Sorry, I blocked you. Pretty annoying at the time. Because we recorded ourselves chatting and ran slower than we were park running at the time, but much faster than we'd normally podcast. And uh, kind of chatting away and overtaking people. We couldn't come back for a few weeks after that because we were so tiresome. You were so tiresome, sorry. Well, you know, because there's people like giving it their best podcast and we're kind of breezing past saying, so anyway, it was in Tesco on Tuesday. Yeah. You see what I mean? Very annoying. Anyway, welcome back. Lovely. How's your life? Oh. Yeah, my life is grand. Uh, fine, I was, I was glad to be invited back. Because uh, the last time I was on, I talked a lot about injuries that I'd had. Yeah, and I think uh, you've been off, off, off sick since then. Well, yeah, but my fear is that I'll... Because I thought maybe it was a bit, you know, self-involved chat for me 
something going on? Oh, not at all. I mean, this is, uh, you know, injury commentary is what we've become now. Yeah. So we, it's a language we speak. And sure. also, you're back, you're back on the track. Oh, oh that, we were in the wrong place there. Oh, sorry, everyone. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Yeah. There's a man in the trees in a yellow soldier's jacket like Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> or like a Gene album cover. I wonder what they're filming. Pop video or something. Yeah, you don't expect to find that down here. No, and I, I saw someone out the corner of my eye and I thought it'll be just like a uh, runner or a sports person. It'll be like a photo shoot. And he yeah. looked like the blooming nutcracker. Let's get in here. Do it good. So, yeah, so you were... Take us back to last time you came <laughs> along. You were assessing a uh, yeah foot injury. Yeah. Guess what happened there? Kept running on it. Got worse. It's got worse. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I'm not a doctor. I can't, yeah. I can't even crack that code. So, uh, I don't know if you have this, but like, like, you feel a bit of a knob going to the doctor with a running injury. Yeah, right. Because they say stop running. Yeah, and it's it doesn't seem necessary to be doing running. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, so and my doctor, uh, which obviously I won't say who it is, but uh, can be a little bit. I've had experiences where they've been a bit dismissive before. Uh, <laughs> about injuries that aren't, don't have blood, <laughs> so. And that it lately happened to do with yeah. knives or broken glass or Anyway, like. one Saturday morning, I was unable to put weight on my foot. I said, oh, fuck this, going to Amy yeah. with my foot. That's fair. Went down. Not being able to walk on it is That's justifies true. a doctor. I said, I thought that. So I went down, fully expecting to be, you know, get a telling off yeah. for, you know, turning up to something as serious as any with a running injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, could not have had a better experience <laughs> in Hamilton Hospital. Uh, young doctor, really a, a runner himself. Right, that helps. Really into running. Uh, got me an x-ray which straight off showed I didn't have a like a proper fracture it was still possible I had a stress fracture right at that point in it and then because he was so into running he said to me you're really lucky but there's a physio coming on duty now and he's uh, said he'll come down and talk to you about your running excellent so, God, service. Yeah, and the doctor was interested. He was kind of curious about this kind of mystery pain yeah. that we couldn't identify. So then the physio came along and uh, he got me in my bare feet. Oh, sorry, that lady to took a picture because look at the other side there. There's a young Cormoran oh, and a heron and another Cormoran. <gasps> look. That's really something. Oh, my God. I'm glad she was taking a picture when I've seen that. That one on the left. Yeah. It's really unusual, like a redhead. Apparently that's just a young cormorant, but that's pretty pretty weird. 
Cool. So, so sorry. I was just going to say so the, the, that you've got actual luxury in terms of yeah. that curiosity. Just having then some the physio, to solve the problem. The physio said, got me out onto the corridor. He was like, I want you to run up and down the corridor there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in my bare feet in Hamilton Hospital. And, uh, Did you get a PB? Got my uh, corridor PB. Yeah, yeah, it was that Strava segment. <laughs> uh, but I managed to get the crown. Um, but he, uh, he gave me some injuries. And then, on top of that, that was already brilliant. On top of that, sent me down to another clinic that kind of is down at uh, Stratford near the Olympic Stadium. Yep. And uh, uh, there's um, like a sports medicine doctor down there. Right. Like, that, who only does sports injuries. Gosh. Down there. Like, he did say the words Olympic in the, in the conversation. So like, that's a very special moment so you're, as you're, a runner. You're, these hands there. on your feet have rubbed Mo Farris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy examined me down there a few weeks later. Went and got an MRI. An oh, MRI. Fantastic. So, I mean, obviously, not fantastic because you've got to go in a giant magnet and it's all quite scary and everything. But that is, that's good. That's top-notch NHS, right? It really, it really is. I mean, I don't want to... Because, I'll be honest, when I, when I moved over here, I kind of didn't get it. The level of feeling around the NHS yeah. in this land <laughs> and I thought it was I don't know I kind of England felt it was land. a little bit sentimental for some reason yeah it's a little bit sort of a, of a, of a piece with Winston Churchill and Blitz Spirit and yeah yeah and people's personal experiences are very nice people who work in the NHS yes which you know that's that's totally uh, how I would feel as well yeah but I got it then. I was like, oh my God. They, it was like it was their job to make sure I was well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if people take it for granted here, but it's definitely not the case in other parts of the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think you're a hassle when you come with an injury. Yeah, and yeah. And I yeah. bet it's not everyone's experience across the UK. No. But it was. Uh, just an instance of where things are well and run right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's an element doctors who want to do things right are allowed to do them right. Yeah. I think also because the NHS has been squeezed down the years. You know, for whatever reason, I'm not getting into the politics of it, but you know, it's an expensive business. Yeah. I think that. Oh, let's go. Let's stop this part. No, it's okay. All right. We're, we're, just to, um, to explain what the hell's happening, we're going along by the <laughs> river and it's brilliant and gorgeous, but our path is gradually disappearing and our run is getting a lot more like the beginning of Razor Lost Ark. Yeah. Like we're creeping through the jungle trying to find the ancient cave. But um, it's pretty gorgeous though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the uh, ongoing tightness of the NHS, um, that, that once a doctor who knows you've got a genuine problem has got you on the books... They want to make sure you get, you get the best of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they want you in the system so they can use the system for you. Yeah, there's a trail of a paper trail going on. Yeah, exactly. They are, the feel accountable is, then. Then, once you've been through that system, they, uh, they vaccinate you. They've yeah. <laughs> got a list of people here vaccinated. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, when was your MRI? That was 
uh, about six weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, this would be uh, maybe something I could get feedback from listeners if they have any. But um, the instructions from the doctor after a diagnosis of kind of stress and bruised boning was the right. eventual thing. But um, they we go back up. Yeah. They said. Um, you can go back, but you need to be very careful at the rate in which you increase your running. Right. So yeah. he mentioned this thing, this 10% rule, yeah. which I'd seen before yeah. and other things. I've done, I've and got, I generally I've had it training. in my head, but when you try and stick to it, it's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good sign in a way, but also I've really got the fear because it's nice to have you this here this week, but part of Paul's time off at the moment... Is uh, is his uh, commitment to this and his general "it'll be all right" mentality? That'll be all right. Yeah. And I've been saying, no, no, you stay home. Otherwise, you're going to run. <laughs> it's going to hurt your leg, and it will be down to the podcast. You know. Anyway, so, oh, are you okay? Yeah. I'm was that fine. the foot in question? <laughs> no, it was just a little. Just a tree root. Just put my weight on the wrong place. Hi. Sorry. Thanks. So basically, I've swapped one person's uh, <laughs> leg injury that this podcast is exacerbating for someone else's foot injury. Yeah. Great. You should. Well, you have so much. Did you get in trouble with time. the uh, 10% crowd? Well, did it lead to no, a culture war? I'm trying to stick to it. Um, but, like, mathematically, it's, I'm not adding up, really. Because, like, say, for example, when Paul comes back, yep. he's starting from. Zero running. Yep. Ten percent is zero. Zero. Right. So where do you, where do you begin? You do the math. That's my first question. And then, I just say your first run. It's not going to be a ten miler. No. You're going to go. I did three. I hit my first run back. Yep. Which was it was long actually. Yeah. Uh, when I wasn't used to it, I'd been off for six. And then, ten percent is three miles. Is. And three miles. Yeah. So it's my second week of running at a 3.3 mile run. Yeah. That seems like it'd be months and months and months. Right. Coming back. So it's a patience issue, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah. It's one of those, perhaps, uh, metaphors. Yeah. Basically, I just kind of got up to about seven or eight fairly quickly, and now I'm doing the 10% route. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you slightly jump the queue on yourself. A but bit. did you notice any uh, negative? Did you feel it hurting when you did that? Um, you know what? I did feel it hurting a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if this is wrong, but I probably... I can't see myself telling the doctor about it. <laughs> so that's it. You think if you don't tell the doctor, then that injury doesn't really count? Well, I feel like you have to be quite careful and not t- give them something that's... Oh, God. ...gonna... Wow, it is so much... Oh, my God, the smell of tar. I love the smell of tar. That's so evocative, isn't it? Yeah. This is the, the bridge. Oh, look, they're fixing it. I'm going to get a picture of that. This is the bridge over the Lee River, which me and Paul got just before they fixed it. Good work, guys. <laughs> We're not getting you, we're getting the bridge. Although, give us a big smile, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be good. 
<laughs> exactly where there's blame, there's a claim. I tell you what, it's, you saw what the bridge was like before. It's less likely to be accidents now. It's like blooming uh, three Billy Goats gruff up there before. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, have you run across there? Yeah. Oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I did. I actually, I did fall in the. Uh, me and a couple of goat mates of mine fell in the river there. Luckily, we. Uh, Say that again, please. Oh, I'm trying to set up a terrible troll joke, and I'm not going to do it. I tried to do a joke about ah, the, sorry. the three Billy okay. Goats gruff online. I'm, I'm no good for this, sorry. <laughs> I don't think you don't can take jokes. the blame for this. <laughs> so, you are in so many... This is like you say something we should talk to listeners about, because even with the excellent... Uh, NHS coverage, you're basically (laughs) stuck between your injury, the treatment of your injury, and the fact that you want to be running. Yeah, but that plays in so bad, because, do you know what, it's it's a bit naff to be just kind of, myself I feel it's a bit naff to be like, I want to be faster all the time, and you know, it's, it's coming from a pressure of like, that book you gave me as well, which is a brilliant book, but 10 things, or what was it? It's not 10 things I know about running. Everything no, I know uh, about running. It's uh, what I think about when I think about running. Uh, yeah. We're calming. But I really got a sense of like, oh, how lucky you are to be able to run. Yeah, but yeah. that can go too far. And you can be thinking, well, I must use every run to be faster. Yeah, you kind of owe it to yourself. And you don't owe yeah, anything. someday I won't be able to run. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, it's, it's true, but also it's, uh, it could rob you of a bit of the joy. So this now, this stage where you're just prodding along and just doing it for its own sake yep. is probably the, the thing that you get the most good out of. It's the human yeah. battle, isn't it? Yeah. We constantly try and uh, take the run. Basically, the run appeals to our uh, our sort of physical self, our ego, and yeah. then our uh, it comes on board and says, "Oh, that's interesting. Um, let's get an app on that. See how fast we're going. Maybe we can improve on that." And as you can see, we're enjoying our life, so we should. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? It just uh, suddenly the the uh, that oh. side of ourselves is getting the spreadsheet out, and, uh, and the uh, <laughs> essential primal joy is lost. Yeah. Let's go this way. You spend your day on Strava. Analyzing the stats. Yeah. What did I do that segment in? We're still Which avoiding it. I, I do love that as well. Do you know, I don't know if it, I haven't heard anything about it recently, but I think there's a uh, un, uh, unauthorized running commentary Strava that hasn't got running commentary on it where people who do use Strava oh, and yeah. follow running commentary can talk to each other but not asked about their Strava runs. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I wonder, can I? Would I be allowed into that? Well, it's so nice. Of course, me. I would. I'm not yeah. Paul and Rob. You do your That's what I mean. <laughs> you're your own woman, you're free. Yeah. <laughs> but this is all, this is uh, the flames of this were fed by Paul, who said, I'm, I'll be on Strava soon for a, a, quite a long time back there. And. Uh, I never thought he would. People kept coming online and saying, when's Paul going to be on Strava? And I'd say on the 12th. 
And I said, well, what do you mean? I was like, we're 12, we're 12 never. <laughs> but he's such a... He, like, I feel like sometimes Paul is like... He's close, closer to runner than human yeah. in his DNA. Yeah. He's it's such a natural runner. I think, yeah. In fact, I think um, he's such a natural runner that he isn't quite aware of what a natural runner he is. Yeah, so <laughs> he's, he's more running than Strava is. Strava yeah. needs to join Strava Paul. wishes it was Tomkinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this, we just got back onto the grassy bit of Hackney Marshes. Yeah. And after many, many months of having a big <laughs> fake road and waterworks, I think they're going home. It's still here, <laughs> but they've taken the, the temporary road away. Yeah. And uh, they've left blue fences instead of orange ones. I still can't wait for them to go, because I absolutely love the giant, big sky purity of Hackney Marshes. It's been really here. Important to me in lockdown. Yeah. And this just spoils it, really. I know, yeah. The summer was was really good. Although I, I have to say, I was a bit nervous coming down here this morning because of the. I think I've got a bit spoiled up in the park, Victoria Park. Yep. Which has, you know, toilets every 100 metres. <laughs> and coffee if you want to stop for a coffee. Right, so you can basically do liquid in, liquid out. Yeah. Yeah, this hasn't got that. Not at all. You're on your own. <laughs> so, what are you looking, leaning more towards, the, the coffee or the expulsion of <laughs> yesterday's coffee? Uh, I don't know. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, sorry. It just took a. So lovely that uh, <laughs> summer is beginning, but I just took an insect to the mouth. It's all protein, right? Yeah. First. Uh, Beads of uh, sweat now running down my face, which uh, I've been clocking that they started about a mile in. Okay. Yeah. Good spot. It's, it's a bit. I think it's different. Depends on weather conditions as well, though, doesn't it? I like these oh, conditions. Yeah. This kind oh, it of it's, it, humid makes it sound really hot, like a jungle. It's not that. It's warm, temperate, but sort of grey and just with a sense of. Yeah, quite moist air. Yeah. That's a great feeling. It's a lovely breeze. You do sweat more in that. Yeah. Was that a beef of one mile? I think it probably was, yeah. Nice. Good skills. You said we must have gone a mile and then you beeped. Yeah. That's impressive. You're more Strava than Strava. (laughs) You're like like a Tonkins. No, I don't think so. I think think it was just just an email from a comedy provider. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to... talk about something that I often uh, um, pussyfoot around talking about, um, which is, I've got terrible um, guts. I need to see a gastroenterologist, um, which is difficult just in terms of syllables. Yeah. And uh, also difficult to, you know, you've got to get a reference from a GP and our GP, you're not allowed to get appointments anymore. They've got a system that says, we've made it much easier. <laughs> and the website says, we're changing to a new system in April 2018 to make it much yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, great. Very efficient. Thank you, guys. But um, part of my fear, the reason I've been thinking this is because of what you said. You just think you're going to go there and uh, they're going to say, stop running. They're just going to tell me to, uh, I don't know, change my... Uh, diet in some way and I really don't feel like that's it and okay. I suppose you can't second guess it until you, uh, until you see the doctor 
I know, yeah. It, could it be? I know people who have problems with dairy. Yeah, well, I don't have... I'm, of course I'm, I'm you know dairy. Based, so. so what is your diet then? Well, I'm uh, basically vegan mm-hmm. and I... 68, so I take... Uh, uh, however long it's 60. How long is it? 68, isn't it? 16 hours, right? Yeah. Anyway, I take uh, 16 hours off eating every day. And I think it really helps. I think sometimes, obviously, my diet's a little bit uh, high fiber. Like I can tell if I've had loads of fresh vegetables in a meal. Sure. And uh, But that's just like, this is the normal end of digestion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sort of seeing through that through the lens of my inability to digest properly anyway and uh it's a really long-term problem it's, it's just it's getting worse and uh keep moaning about it and, you, know, you know you have to see somebody who knows what's going on in there yeah in the food project that i do some oh yeah tell us about this no, i know about, about this but Anna's been volunteering, you, you, you tell us. Yeah, so a few months into lockdown, uh, it started to seem like comedy wasn't taking up all of my time. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've been looking around for some volunteering, you know, introduce a new social aspect to my life. And I was eventually emailed them, got a response from uh, vegan food organization uh-huh. uh, called Maiden Hackney and their story is I think some people will be listening thinking only in Hackney yeah. Yeah, only in Hackney <laughs> uh, well I'm not vegan so yeah, right. yeah not even vegan I'm still doing it yeah. you're, um, you're like one of those police who infiltrated uh, uh, those organisations yeah. back in the old days exactly yeah you just pretended to be vegan for three years started a relationship had, had a, a couple child of kids. With somebody, yeah. and all the time I was just sneaking out and eating burgers yeah um, and now the government are coming to protect me from all the complaints um, so basically they were a like a community food kitchen. So they did cooking less vegan cooking classes. Yep. But I guess with a kind of a organizational goal of you know improving the it's gone. Nutrition. People's people's nutrition and people's knowledge of nutrition. Yeah, right. In the Barrel of Hackney, I guess. Yeah. But then, only when the um, pandemic came, they couldn't do classes. So what they've been doing is a meal delivery service, uh-huh. where every Tuesday and Thursday they cook six hundred meals. Right. Three different kind of meals. So two hundred of each, and. Those meals are then delivered via cyclist pairings right. to houses, residential homes in Hackney. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that the people who get it are um, from a lot of different, I guess, 
walk survive but in that situation they were vulnerable people who had to stay home couldn't work so that's kind of like a community <laughs> vegan lockdown meals on wheels yeah yeah that's except that's yeah. on bike wheels on bikes so what they need in that situation for the pairings is somebody with a cargo bike right. who can take crates of food and then that person also needs a cycle buddy to accompany them and stay with the bike or somebody to stay with the bikes oh i see because of the stopping and stuff when you're going into apartment buildings yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was a cycle buddy and still am. But then they needed help in the back room doing the packing of the crates and everything. Which so, I suppose is subject to all kinds of uh, lockdown rules. Yes, very much. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, obviously sanitise because the food that I, whatever I touch is going to be in somebody's home. Yeah. Um, These are my favourite trees, by the way. I'm not, I'm not they're excellent trees. They're cherry trees. <laughs> I was daydreaming the other day. They're in blossom at the moment. But someone dropped cherry pips here once and that's why they're here. Oh. I used to have a, we had a cherry tree in our back garden when I was growing up, which was grown from a pip. And, and then my mum and dad put a tree house in it for me, which is a lovely story, but it should be noted from here that that tree was not big enough for a tree house. <laughs> a tree house with a, quite a tubby little boy in it. Where is it? Sometimes dancing to Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Is it at your mum's house? No, no, it's long ago. They moved away. Ah. Let's stay on the marshes. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. So, sorry, you're in the back room. I'm in the back room now. Um, Labeling food. That's another thing people you have to be very careful of because they obviously 
food allergies are, you know, very dangerous. Yes. And so you've got to put all the ingredients and then label it with whatever allergens yeah. could be in it. Uh, Even just to do with the preparation environment and stuff like that. All that, yeah. yeah. And then we d there's no premises for it. So it's um, been facilitated by lots of different bars and restaurants around Hackney, right. which weren't open themselves, but allowed the organisation to come in oh, so get and the use their kitchen. Clever. Yeah, so at the moment, it's in a, quite a swanky bar called the Queen of Hoxton, <laughs> down here, down in Shoreditch. Do you ever kind of take, unfortunately, long breaks and kind of sit out the front? <laughs> <laughs> Mixing up cocktails. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice that we're able to do this uh, community spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there has been some crossover the last few months because they have a roof garden that yeah. people have been, punches have been coming to. So we're preparing like jollof rice and red red stew yeah. to go out. But then there's a barman beside us uh, taking out of his little oven very thinly sliced limes and strawberries <laughs> to put in his drinks. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of different demographics represented yeah, there. Exactly, yeah. That's excellent. So. It's been great, though. Yeah, and you were yeah. saying you were uh, reminded of that by my guts. So, do you think that uh, a lot of people are on plant based diets for good health reasons rather than. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Going back to what you were saying about comedy not being quite so such a vibrant, <laughs> ongoing job in the last little while. I know, yeah. Is that this is a luxurious conversation for us to be able to have because the first step of this conversation in any comedy club would be uh, any vegetarians who, oh, two weeks put their arms up in the air. I know, yeah. Or whatever else it might be. Yeah, oh, look, they can't even put up their arms. <laughs> yeah. Watch that uh, Sea Spiracy as well the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another push in the direction. What's, uh, tell me about Sea Spiracy. It's a dock um, in kind of Netflix style. Yeah. Very, um, I guess, a young guy. He's out to figure out the why, what he can do, and what what's happening with the oceans. Right. And uh, he comes to quite a uh, controversial conclusion. Yeah. And he does seem to be putting in the effort to not come to it. But he, he just gets there anyway. he gets there. It's like <laughs> eating fish is. Is terrible. <laughs> you can't you can't support the fishing industry in any kind of ethical way. Right. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because of course, the fishing industry has been. Whoa! Hey. I had, considering oh, hey guys. How small and nice these dogs are. I had, I had a terrible <laughs> fright there. Suddenly thought it was like a wolf attack. Just a really friendly little black dog going yeah. after a ball. <laughs> That's really Mind fun. you, those two women were walking. 18 dogs, so that is... That will I, th I thought I recognised one of those dogs there. <laughs> I've you been looking at dogs. You've dog of your acquaintance. Yeah, no, I've been... Um, <laughs> when you caught his eye, did it look embarrassed and look away? <laughs> I've kind of been on dog tinder lately. <laughs> or the inter whatever the ver version is, but basically... Dog tinder is, uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> growler, it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on 
websites looking at dogs that need homes. Right. And one of those dogs looked like a dog I saw that needed a home. The dog you swiped left on just the other day. Yeah. I don't know anything about Tinder. I literally don't know if I got that the right way around. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that was right. So you're going to get a dog? Well... <coughs> Wait a minute, have you been looking after vegan dogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pay attention, Rob. That would be... Yeah, that wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Chocolate is vegan and dogs can't have it. I don't know much about dogs, I'll be honest. Um, no, I don't think you make a dog vegan. Well, yeah, I was saying about the... Uh, the oceans are very much at the forefront, aren't they? Because just in terms of kind of ethical, you know, for, for decades it's been saved the whales. Yeah. And that's valid, you know. And then there was that terrifying documentary about the, with the cove. And there was all dolphin-free tuna. Oh, and yeah. Of course, fishing is, is still very much at the forefront of Brexit. I mean, there was a little light war military action around Jersey the other day. Yeah. And... Uh, and the, and the government's kind of obsessed with it in a way that in our community has been quite shocking because the fishing rights and everything are really at the absolute forefront just at the moment when they just seem to not bother thinking about media and the arts yeah. much at all, you know. I think if you were a Brexit fisherman, you would not like this duck. No. <laughs> I think it sounds to me like if you're involved in the fishing industry in any way, it's not really the, what you'd want to hear. Well, yeah, it's a tough... You've got to come from all angles, yeah. basically. Coming from all angles? Angles. Come on. <laughs> I'm pleased with that one. <laughs> well, it is, you know, they say that a plant-based diet is better for the environment, but then at a more, at a closer level, it's also all tied up with class war, isn't it? Because your vegan food, it's expensive, because it's know, all to yeah. do with what you can charge, you know? So people in various walks of life don't have the option to have the vegan cheese because it costs three times as much as the real cheese. Yeah. And the uh, same goes for chicken. Yeah. cheap chicken, which again is ethically and, you know, deeply questionable, but on yeah. the other hand, a really good source of uh, dinner for lots of people. But they just, they really need to figure that out because people have to be able to eat cheaply yeah. going forward. So that's right. That's like work out. And Maiden Hackney actually are doing that. Yeah. Working out how to uh, eat vegan food yeah. in a practical way. Wasn't it? And one of the supermarkets said just the Which other I'm day. Which I'm not doing, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I know, I know, and yeah. straight after this is having a steak. <laughs> so don't worry, all viewpoints represented. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, one of the supermarkets the other day said they were going to just completely reprice the whole vegan option so it wasn't just for middle-class elitists. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of trusting that I will, I will get a shock someday and I'll be like, oh, oh, this is awful. And that'll be it. But uh, if I try and do it as a, I guess, a... Punishing thing? Yeah. I guess I feel like I won't uh, stick to it. No, exactly. It's a bit like... It's like anything healthy, isn't it? You don't want to do it as a kind of... You don't want it to be a stick you hit yourself with. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be natural flow. I mean, I... Yeah. I was... Uh, How did you... Yeah. How'd 25 you years ago, 
I was a little bit sick of hearing myself say I'd be a vegetarian if I could be bothered. And I was also a little bit sick of seeing exactly how many McDonald's burgers I was putting away. And I mean, it was a lot. Um, so I, I kind of had a put your money where your mouth is moment with myself. Yeah. And, uh, and went vegetarian and stayed with it. And I was, uh, I was a pretty unhealthy vegetarian for decades. Initially, when I was uh, a comedian, that was, the, uh, that was the joke. You know, when they say, put your hands up. I, a fairly strong, hale, and definitely overweight <laughs> young man, would be backstage sticking my hand up with some further. Because you know what's a vegetarian meal? A pizza with loads of cheese on it, you know? Yeah. And that's not necessarily the way forward. Anyway, and then Mickey D... Um, was vegan for, for, for running. Mickey, he was G, with Mickey yes. D, and he's such a fierce runner and such a, you know. He's an incredible runner. Yeah, and a very sort of fierce, you know, like me, someone prone to make fairly black and white decisions about what they're going to do. <laughs> and, uh, and he quit drinking as well, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. And he kind of swapped an addiction, you know, addictions to uh, substances to an addiction to running, you know. Yeah. And in that process, he said, I'm vegan, it's great, it feels great. He told the story, though, being about doing an ultra, and uh, someone gave him some beef jerky, and he was like, it's the best thing I've ever eaten. And I didn't realise for ages, but that's the story he was telling me, is that sometimes on an ultra when you're vegan, and someone offers you some beef jerky, Take it. suddenly you're not vegan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was his thing. But I thought, I'm going to try it for a month. And like, everyone's got those things they're kind of married to you know I just thought well I'm sure I'm really going to miss eggs and you know we've got that lovely recipe where they where we bake the camembert and all this stuff yeah I thought I'd do it for a month I literally thought I'll have this baked camembert <laughs> on Halloween I'll take November off yeah. meat and dairy and then uh, meat and dairy dairy and because I was already vegetarian and then let's go left um I'll be able to get back on it and have my baked camber, camber again on Christmas Day. Right. That was the plan. <laughs> and uh, I did that in November and I just felt so good. And I didn't miss um, anything. And I just found myself repositioning, you know, just sensibly seeking out my proteins through leguminous stuff like yeah, hummus and avocados. And that's the thing, you see, it always sounds so middle class, doesn't it? But, um... <laughs> And I just, it worked and I just stayed with it. But the reason I tell that whole story is because of what you said. It was like, I was very gentle on myself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There was no shit. Yeah, it came on forest. Yeah. And I did it for oh, running it and found that I liked it for life. So yeah. that was good. But I think that when it comes to, aside from the wider world and the issues, I think the issue with healthy eating at a personal level is, You've just got to have a good relationship with food, haven't you? Sometimes that means rules. And sometimes that means saying yes to the beef jerky. Yeah. You've just got to try and be good to yourself. I know, oh yeah. And that doesn't mean, necessarily mean treating yourself and vice versa, you know? Yeah. And your bar does come up, I think. The way... Like when I was in my 20s, I used to... I had such a bad diet. But I used to really hate myself for it. Like I was really... 
hard. Yeah. I was like, look at all these other people. They can eat salads. Why can't you eat a salad? But now I like salads. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't realise that that was Yeah, you, you thought that when you did eventually get into salad, it was just because of real strictness. Because I would be a, a pure, you know, a very puritanical person. Yeah. I just... Relax. <laughs> relax, would you? <laughs> no, that's it. It's funny to get older because the other side of that is that when we're young, we're so, I mean, bring that conversation full circle. You know, we're so, these injuries, your foot, my guts, Paul's calf. Yeah. You know, we, these are things we need to deal with as, as grown ups. And when you're younger, you're like, I don't know, my punch myself in the face for a couple of hours and the next day you get up it's like nothing happened you know we're so we're like little bouncy balls and it's very difficult to learn what's sensible when there's no impetus you know what I mean yeah but it doesn't it just doesn't work until it works that's right no that's right I was talking to uh, here goes a big tractor I was talking to bad boy running yesterday and uh they were passing on a question. Someone was saying, where would you be? He was trying to get me and you in that. I've gone to square, damn it. Trying to get me and you in the tractor there. That's quite a tough shot to get. There it is. Um, uh, they, someone was asking where I would be if I hadn't found running. And uh, it's a totally reasonable question because you asked me, you know, months before I started running, um, what my life was going to be like in the future I wouldn't have mentioned it you know yeah but from here of course running I was always going to be running it's, it's, it comes when it comes and, and and similarly I'm never sad about it when we did the UK run chat conversation mm. there was other people on the same page as me getting into it at 35 plus or whatever saying oh I wish I'd discovered it earlier so I don't wish I'd discovered it earlier because yeah. like you said I would have rejected it yeah it's just, it works when it works. Yeah. It's, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, how come you can take your hands out of the handcuffs now and you couldn't before? Yeah. It wasn't funny before. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to go for these running meetings. Uh, and uh, my dad used to just laugh so much at us. Because we were fast runners. Yeah. But... We would always just try and do some training just on the morning of the race. Yeah. <laughs> and we would all be running out in the background garden. And that's where I learned the phrase, oh, closing the door, closing the stable door after the horse is bolted. <laughs> that's, the, that's what he used to like to say. You've got a very uh, cheeky, to say. <laughs> cheeky look from the tree guy in the van. I think I'm in there. Yeah. Oh, man. He's like the guy in that first van looked like Orlando Bloom, and he looked to me like this. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Yeah, well, that's true. Such a <laughs> driving a van around a field in almost sunshine. It's just freedom, isn't it? It's just experiencing freedom. Yeah. Like uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uh, aunt on that quad bike. <laughs> It's a pretty obscure film reference I pulled out there. So, yeah, looking, shutting the stable door after the horse was bolted. Yeah, yeah. that was him. But yeah, it's just... Because you were trying to train I just didn't the have the kind of... My 
your mind is kind of at a different place or space. Yeah. It's not able. No, completely. I think that it's, we've got to really respect how when you're younger, particularly like teenagers, but not just teenagers, their perspective on this stuff is so different, you know? Yeah. You're like, it's very easy for us to see the magnitude of a task and in such a way that you can still reduce it. You know, you can say to yourself, for example, yeah, I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to train for a marathon. Yeah. Whereas you're my kids, who are really smart and well-educated in the ways of the world. If you said to them, you're training for a marathon, there's going to be a training plan, then you're going to do the marathon. And tomorrow, you've yeah. got to run a mile. Then that next day, they'd be putting the trains on going, I can't run a mile. <laughs> and they can't, you know, that is where the whole conceptual relationship is going to sit. The yeah. whole the size and shape of the task at hand is the thing that's least available. And with teenagers, yeah. what they've got instead is big ideas, you know, uh, original yeah. thinking, um, uh, a, a kind of social elasticity yeah. as they shift from one thing to the next and kind of respond and grow. But you, That's it. they're just, they're not able to be as boring as us. Yeah, <laughs> which is, boring is our strength. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the older we get, the better we get. At being boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why the Pet Shop Boys failed, because they were never being boring. <laughs> they should have been a bit more boring. So, I, I feel like I should explain, I feel bad. Um, for Eleanor, dear listener, because I had this, I had this, made this decision that we'd go around Hackney Marshes twice, but we didn't do any of it the same the second time. That's right, yeah. So you might have heard me saying, go, go left here, go there. So we went along the river, which was exciting, but quite challenging. And then we went through the woods past these strange blue fences. And then the second time, we kind of stayed on the grass all the way around. Yeah. It's been We've nice. We've done 96. Okay, I think. Very good. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we're coming back to the beginning. So, well, before we reach our bicycles um, I will say let's slow to, down so we can pull on uh, that's a good idea this bit of chat. Um, I want to first of all we won't do any PBs this week because there's just one PB to celebrate so I'm just going to tell you about it now but Peter Cummings this is quite interesting him and his mates in Scotland we're going to do the Stirling Marathon but it's uh, postponed to October it's on May the 9th right. so uh, him and some friends did it anyway and they did loops of the Falkirk Helix. And no, I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah. But they did their own marathon. And he did it in three hours, 31 minutes, 33 seconds. Whoa. And that's a PB. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes uh, um, faster than his last Yorkshire marathon. And I'm not going to be the person who says, and you're absolutely sure you went far enough. So three minutes, 31. Three hours, 31. Three hours, 31 is a hundred and two hundred and ten minutes for 26 miles it's is that's less than is that less than nine minute miles I think it might be less than it's whoa yeah the whole way it might be less than eight minute miles so it's, uh, oh, I can ju- do this maths in my head but why don't you look it up guys <laughs> um <laughs> yeah because uh, I mean eight minute miles is 210 uh, divided by 26 <laughs> now you're in the maths yeah but also the other person I've got to mention oh it's two, two they're small people right this is all in my brain no um, it's all, well under nine minute miles yeah yeah oh yeah not nine minute miles yeah not at all. eight and a half well eight miles yeah ten miles at eight minute miles is 80 minutes so uh two of those okay. is 240 fuck 
three of those is 240. <laughs> it's fast. Yeah. Um, okay, Peter. Okay. There was uh, the Aintree half marathon was at the weekend. Talking to fast runners. Mark Boosie did his second fastest half marathon. Uh, one hour 38. Right, 53. Great. And a friend of mine from Liverpool, Chris Murphy, did it in an hour and 22. He was going, damn, I didn't get under 80 minutes. It's like, Chris, give yourself a break. It just goes to show everyone's got a different perspective. But we've got to, do you, have we talked before? I think my friend talked with you about this when it was me, you and Paul running. Our friend Michelle Woodcock, she has been lining up for like a year and a half now to do the birthday 10 in 10, which is 10 marathons in 10 days. And then between injury and lockdown, her training period just became near infinite and just recently she did a final marathon training run. she's going out running marathons to train in Cumbria for ages anyway it starts this Friday she got 10 marathons in 10 days from this you know from well, if you're hearing this episode on Friday from today and uh, it's very exciting does she, does she post about it online yeah she did a, a blog about it the other day and she's been doing good posts so check it out Michelle Woodcock and, uh, yeah. and, and I'm sure you'll be listening to this now Michelle we're sorry that me and Ella couldn't go out and do you know, 10 marathons <laughs> podcast for you. But this one is dedicated to you and your attempt and uh, let us know how it goes. And, uh, but what about you? What are you going to be doing next running wise? Um, I'll do a race, I think. I hope maybe the, towards the end of summer I'll be kind of, uh, I'll get, I'll get tired of this kind of like plodding along. Yeah, and, right. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll feel maybe I'll, I feel a bit lighter, I think. I think I feel a bit heavy in myself at the moment. Yeah, do you mean so like just sort of like psychologically, essentially? Yeah, but that does come from I am heavier. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so I just, I'm, yeah. I'm just projecting there because I feel heavy too. And I'm, I mean, I'm always the same weight. All like right. really, for better or worse, uh, unlike any other time in my life. Yeah. Every every Monday I weigh myself up for a run. It's always the same, but I would say at the moment I feel sluggish and heavy. It's right. Yeah. I don't know. You know what the other explanations are. Yeah. Psychology, hormones. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I toy with I, like people who do marathons. It's just, uh, how how do you do it? I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah. Like, it's well, it's so the bl- it's eminently possible, but it is hard. That's the kind of fun of it, and that's the yeah. purity of it. You know, it doesn't matter. You can't. There's no trick. Mm. You just get fit enough to do it, and then you do it, you know? Mm. And then, in my experience, you sort of get nearly fit enough to do it, and then you do it, and then you just... That that 10% you were talking about is the bit where you go, sod it, in for a penny, in for a pound. I've got to yeah. finish this thing now. You know? Yeah, yeah, just take it in your own hands. That could just be my lack of pacing and training. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how little marathon knowledge I have after doing a bunch of them. I just so keep going back and banging my head against that wall. What about you? What are you going to do? Well, I'm doing two marathons. I'm doing uh, um, Yorkshire on and then London uh, two weeks later in the autumn is the idea so that Paul can coach me to a speedy Yorkshire and then we can toddle around in London. But we'll see. We'll see how his yeah. injuries are going. And uh, maybe you'd be interested in the uh, Olympic Park uh, 10K in the middle of July. That's what I'm doing that one. Oh, That's my yeah. next event. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like it's... The timing might. Well, it's just over there. It's <laughs> yeah, it's just do there. That. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah. doing. I think I'm doing the uh, pre-London Marathon half, which is in August, and uh, I might. I, I've got to look into doing the Great North Run as well. Right. Okay. So from 10k in July to 13. In late August, in September. In late August, 13 miles. To 26.2 yeah. in October. Okay. Yeah. That's a progression. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah. Maybe you should try it. Oh, nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know whether you said nerves or nurse. <laughs> Works both ways. It kind of does, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to. That sounds very good. There you go, that's yeah. the plan. We'll do it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 